Well, welcome to tonight's session. Hey, we're actually recording tonight. Woot woot. Um, let's do introductions to start it off strong. Um, Frozen, usual guest, so he's here. But our star guest tonight is the Mommy Boss. Can you give us a brief description of what you do and who you are and all that fun stuff? I would love to. Thank you so much for having me here and inviting me to hang out with you guys tonight. My name is Jessica Broadway and affectionately called the Mommy Boss because I coach mom entrepreneurs and all entrepreneurs in really keeping their priorities balanced, being engaged with their families and engaged in their businesses. So it's a fun role for me to play. I get love all things entrepreneur and I'm really passionate about building strong, resilient human beings in our children. So it's a great world and a great job for me. Now just to just to tag on to that, that's that's great for the stuff we do because you know all of our generations are or one of our main focuses of doing stuff with families, um, and getting them into gaming and whatnot. So that is a that is important for us as a business. So I'm happy to have you around. It's, Obviously, we met through the blocks. Uh, she's one of my favorite yes. boxers, um, and so she has a whole bunch of valuable opinions. She has not, to be clear, played very much D and D or any other TTRPGs. <laughs> uh, besides, I believe at the did you get to play at the table where we were at the box stuff? I observed and okay. I was fascinated, and I love what you guys do, and I'm all about learning new things that get those kids involved. So I'm here to learn. <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll do what we can with tonight's topic. So I'll try to explain stuff nice and easy. Uh, Frozen, if I say something dumb, feel free to step in and laugh at me. Uh, but we're going to talk about adding effects to your actions. Now, for clarification, in most role-playing games, you have something called an action, which is what you get to do on your turn. There are various types of actions. We're going to stick to D&D because that's the easy one. You get a move action, a bonus action, and a standard action. Standard actions are attacking things and all that kind of stuff. Uh, basically, you're running around doing spells, whatever your your main thing is, right? Um, but with those three categories, you can add effects to all three of them to make them interesting uh, and keep people engaged, which is uh, TLDR. The reason you add action in their uh, effects to your actions is to keep people engaged. Uh, so, uh, with that, right? Uh, we we talked about a business economy stuff right uh when you're trying to motivate someone to do something for you what's the best way to get make that happen is a question to mom boss mm. if you want somebody to do something for you well i would obviously offer them an opportunity to engage first so having a conversation knowing something about them maybe some like interest and um developing a relationship with them okay now that is a wonderful example because we do the exact same things at the table right uh but in this case when applying these effects to your actions right sometimes low tier engagement and just having them roll dice they hit yada yada you move on uh, mm. but other times when you're trying to draw people in to do role play and other things you have to make their actions matter have them have more effects than what the book suggests right uh, when there is a creative solution given via an action like them pushing a boulder down a hill to kill a whole bunch of guards, reward that with success. Uh, make that action matter. Good, bad, or ugly. Uh, you know, we talked about failures and things like that on the TikTok recently. Uh, but having that uh, engagement, right, the, the wanting to try new things will spice up basically any system you're playing. There's very few that item interaction isn't going to be a big winner for when you want to do role play things or even combat based things. 
Um, <clears throat> sorry. Frozen, you got an opinion on that thought? Uh, uh, no. Actually, that's... that's <clears throat> the way you lay it out is... I don't know that there's anything I could add to it. <laughs> I mean, it, the, the whole... My, my whole idea of adding effects to an action, either as a player or as a DM, is to make that interaction more interesting. Uh, like you said, that's it improves engagement. It it makes it makes the DM go what the heck and have to figure something out, or it makes the other players at the table super excited for their turn and to do their cool action. Okay, on on that thought, what's a what's a pretty common use of your own like stuff that you like to throw in there with obviously DM or GM's permission? Mm -hmm. What's something that you? Oh, what is a common? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's something you like to do Um, to spice up your stuff? So, actually, something I learned recently from uh, a previous late night classroom is describing more about what my attack is um, as as a player. Uh, so instead of just saying, oh, I rolled a hit, it's, uh, I want to do this kind of backflip thing over this guy and land behind him so I can get, uh, 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 flanking on him and then I want to attack and I want to do this backhanded swipe, uh, as, as a DM, I like to be more, descriptive about like uh my my player who's playing a sorcerer and he casts you know fireball it's a pretty common i would say almost mundane spell nowadays everybody knows (laughs) what a fireball is (laughs) um but you can you know if it's a tense moment or something like that you can uh make it be different colors or maybe it explodes in a different way or uh just make it interesting. All right. I mean, that's pretty fair across the board. Um, so jumping over to jumping over to mommy for a question for you. Uh, when you're dealing with uh, people, what do you find best uh, engages the people? Right, right. So we talked about like adding action to effects to make the engagement, but like, what's an everyday thing that you just throw out there that makes people engage with what you do? Um, well, for me, um, this is a harder question because I am learning all kinds of new terminology. As you said, I hadn't played very much. So, um, I, I'm really curious to see how, uh, one would get started in doing, like, if they don't know anything about it, how, um, can they learn the basics so that they know what they're doing in a game? Do the things we do in our everyday life relate to the gameplay itself? Okay, uh, a good question. So that's a nice thing about the fantasy world is they can, but they don't have to. Um, Mm. You can can completely remove yourself as a person or character entirely from what you're playing as. I mean, uh, for example, uh, I have a a sub-game that I'm playing that I'm a very bad person. The character is mean. I kill everyone I look at. It's, it's it's not nice. That's not me though, and I know that, right? It's just me having fun in the game. Um, 
and having that separation can be important because sometimes it just allows you to blow off unnecessary steam kind of like video games or things like that where you're just kind of like stepping out of character you know none of us are going to go into uh oh what's that what's it what's a good example here uh no one's gonna yeah no one's going to do the uh no russian scene from modern warfare 2 irl but we've We're, all played right. it right um <laughs> You know, D&D kind of goes on that, along with other systems. You know what I mean? There's plenty. Now, to answer your question about how to learn, I'm going to self-plug. We say, buy a game and we'll teach you as we go along. Top to bottom, start to finish. You know, we love doing that. That's 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 our thing. Uh, so being able to just start and play. Do you need stuff? Sure. We suggest you get a player's handbook for the family or whoever, just so you have a basic reference. But there's plenty of things online that you can just pick up for free. Uh, and it's one of those things where we're happy as a company to direct people to the stuff that is free. We suggest that you buy the official stuff uh, and support the official companies because if they go out of business, we ain't got nothing to play. Um, but, you know, there are plenty of free stuff and homebrew things that have been out because, you know, what we're talking about has been around for a very long time at this point uh, to do with that. Um, oh, that's, 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 good. that's my plug slash answer for you. Um, yeah, I know. I appreciate what you guys do because it it helps people. I mean, what you do is great. It's amazing. So I'm just glad to be here to get to learn from you guys. <laughs> Frozen. Could I add on to your answer? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so, uh, obviously, what what uh, Apprentice Hero Helpers does is amazing, and I will absolutely plug for them. Um. But if that's not something that's in your uh, ability or in your uh, something that you want to do, uh, there's also beginner's box sets that you can buy mm, yep, that yep. come with uh, a, the, a basic version of the rules, a couple of figurines, uh, an easy adventure, and pre-made characters. Um, you can also check out your local uh, game store. Uh, mm. A lot of times, your local game stores will have uh, campaigns that they run, or people that are looking to run campaigns. Um, and while there are plenty of exceptions, there are plenty of exceptions. I, I can't deny that. Uh, in general, this community is very welcoming to new people, and uh, most new people will find that uh, they have an easy, fun time learning how to play. Yep, and the best part is, if, That's you don't great. Find, Thank you. if you don't find a fun group that you do like, there's plenty of them out there. I mean, once you get dip your toes in, it's relatively easy to fall into the pool. Um, in a and remember, way. no D&D is better than bad D&D. Yeah. You know what? I can kind of agree to that. There, there's definitely some people out there that make D&D not fun to play. Uh, or other systems, but at that point, if you can't find good D&D, time to switch systems. So, um, refocusing really quick. Uh, how are we doing? We're good. So, uh, back to adding effects, right? Um, let's let's go over some effects that you could do. Now, Mommy Boss, this is going to be a fun little game for you. I'm going to describe an effect or an action that someone takes, uh, and I want you to add some kind of fun, flary effect. I'm going to do Frozen, do the first one, so you can kind of get an example, but you okay doing that? Um, yeah, but I might mess it up, so... That's, a, that, that's okay. <laughs> Don't worry. There, there will there's be no, no such thing as messing it up. 
Okay, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm not supposed to be able to see anything, right? Because nope, I can't see anything. You're good, you're good. Okay, Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to give Frozen a hard one because he's experienced. I'll give you easier ones, I promise. So, okay, okay. all right. Frozen, okay. your character is running 30 feet in the direction of a wall. How do you add an extra effect to that to make it more exciting? I'm just running into a wall? You are running at a wall, full speed, full bore. And how far away is the wall? Uh, we'll say it's within the 30 feet. So it's in your, within your movement. So I'm a fan of kung fu movies. <laughs> so I would say my character is just ninja running, full tilt at this. Just Naruto arms out, <laughs> dust kicking up behind him because he's just full tilt at this wall. And he's going to jump and run up the wall and do a backflip off of it. Okay, cool. So, narratively, that was super exciting, right? Comparatively to just I run to the wall. Uh, but mechanically, it's the same thing as I move six squares to the wall. Right? See? I, I suppose, yeah. I mean, that's how I would play it. It would look cool. It sounds way better than I run to the wall and stop. Right? Well, maybe maybe it's because I'm misunderstanding what you mean by effects. Mm, okay. So, uh, you gave a wonderful description, right? But the the backflip and all that fun stuff had no narrative effect. You just kind of flipped off a wall, right? Yeah, I right. suppose. So, the effect was just narrative. It doesn't, so, that's the other thing we should probably talk about, is the effects that we're doing don't necessarily have to result in extra things for the players. Uh, they can just be narrative, and they look cool, sound cool. Um, so your description was fine. Okay, yeah. that that that's that that's what I was thinking is is the narrative effect of 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 it. Mm -hmm. I told you it was a hard one. That was a good answer. Don't 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 get me wrong. <laughs> uh, that was great. You got the hard question. You you hit it out of the park. No complaints. All right, mommy boss, you ready? Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> your character is preparing to cast a spell. We'll say this one's uh, oh, let's do a firebolt. Relatively easy cantrip. Uh, you're casting it towards the enemy. How do you use this cantrip? You said you're gonna give me an easy one. <laughs> okay, so you just want me to describe it to you, like... Well, how would you use that action in a fun way to add some kind of effect? So, I'll, I'll, I'll steal this one really quick to just give you another example. Uh, you could use it and take it to, you know, target someone's face, right? And hit them in the face so they're blinded for an extra round. Or shoot something above them, like chandeliers or anything like that, if that's in the room. Again, just assume that there's stuff there and you can describe it uh, and make them fall. Or shoot it at their feet so they trip over the thing and slow down. Uh, that kind of stuff. Ah, okay. okay. Uh, one of the things that popped to my head right away is because spells have verbal and motion components, you could talk about how, like, as you're, as you're saying your incantation, maybe, like... Uh, motes of light kind of gather towards your hand while you're saying your incantation. Would also be a wonderful narrative effect. So okay. there is, there's narrative effects, meaning mm -hmm. you just kind of describe what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. yep, yep. And mm -hmm. that is to enhance the experience. Is that what I'm getting? Yes. So narrative effects don't necessarily change the mechanics, but they do uh, affect the 
Uh, sorry, I'm trying to think of what, just how long things take slash how cool things sound, right? But as a player, you can also take said actions and say you do something with them and then they might cause an effect, right? So again, like throwing the fireball at their feet or throwing it at a chandelier above their head, things like that. Those are, those are the effects I'm kind of shooting for. I see. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So we're, I'll, uh, I'll do another scenario. Younger, get in here. Stop listening, you bum. I want to see it. I, oh, I don't even have to. Can I, there he is. He's, okay. he's coming on because I'm messing up so bad. No, no. Uh, I'd be like that. No, right, so, no, so, 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 no. Uh, we'll change this up. So this time you're swinging. Your character is making an attack action. So swinging, we'll say an axe at a small, unassuming... Goblin. Uh, we'll, we'll go goblin. Goblins are easy. Okay, that's it. That's, that's it. it. I'm that's swinging your an action. Axe. What what kind of fun effects do you think you could throw onto that action? Whether they be narrative or effect effects. I mean, uh, so like if I was to like twirl the axe in a very dramatic way is that what you're talking about sure, like from 100. a narrative effect uh, like describing be, how i would do it but it could also be like you throw the axe up the air or an other weapon that's in your hand while you're swinging the first axe to cause a distraction okay okay so yes i would do that i would cause a massive distraction by throwing my knife in the air and then i would swing around and come from behind with my axe but i would probably hit the bench and make the bench like fly across the room in the process or something cool like that okay interesting um all right younger i'm going to jump to you and see if you can give me a cool effect right you said i can add in like that there's other things yeah, in the room course. right yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely there's not we're not no, playing that's... at a physical table if you want to imagine there a bench there that you kick across the room after you hit this goblin cool beads that was good heck yeah that would be that would be very interesting. As a DM, I'd be like, "Yeah, roll, roll they they got to roll a save, bam, pass fail, and then you get the effect." All right, younger, you ready for the hard one? All right, okay. So you're given a bonus action, uh, casting some sort of healing spell. Like I can cast a regular spell, but use only a bonus action. You, uh, no, no, no. You're casting a healing spell that is a bonus action, so there's only, like, two of those. Uh, so I'm a bard. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta add some kind of effect, whether it be narrative or physical to where it changes the effects of the spell. Rule it, cool it up. Okay. As a bonus action, so this means combat. Um. You can assume. I would probably go into his, uh, a stance where, you know, the enemy, the big bad guy, you know, he's already went and bludgeoned a bunch of my allies, probably thinks they're out of the out of the count, and then quick roll around, see a glistening light shine bright past them, half blinding him, turns to see that the foes he's slain are now rising off the ground to come back at him. What bonus action are you casting? Oh, hey, hey, hey! They were down for zero hit points. Sorry, you know? Matt, mass healing word. That's what it was. All right, all right, all right. So narrative effect. He he just described a narrative thing, which is 
again, perfectly fine because it adds something to the things. When you say fun stuff like that, it engages stuff because after your turn's over, you're going to jump to, I assume, uh, one of those other characters that are on the ground that just got picked up and they can kind of play off your whatever, right? So let's say, assuming Younger's a bard, he did some kind of sing-song silliness, right? Uh, and you go for that. Sorry, over here playing with stuff on my uh, computer. But, okay, so, re-digressing. You want to try that again? One more round, now that we've all kind of had an example? So, now you want a story-based effect. You still want me to use a bonus action heal spell? No, 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 I'll give you a new one on your turn. I'm going to go back to Frozen, the Mommy, and then you. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Frozen. Um... This is a social interaction. Uh, you are being able to use, I don't know, what's a, what's a social ability? Uh, charm person on somebody. Mm. So you're in a social setting. How do you use charm person to the best effect? Slash, add something fun to it. Mm. This can be any sort of social situation, right? Non-combat. You ain't trying to kill people. All right. So, uh, maybe my party has been contracted to, uh, to to steal something from this uh, this party, so I'm gonna cast Charm Person on. Let's see, Charm Person. As a reminder of the ability, right? You have to talk to the person for a minute. Uh, after doing so, they have to make a save. We're gonna assume this person fails. Uh, and then the effect takes effect where they basically become your best friend. Right. Okay. Sorry, I was thinking of... I, I think I was thinking of suggestion. Yes, you were. <laughs> That's my favorite spell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, either way, it still works. Because uh, I'm, I'm in charge of causing the distraction. And so I'm going to buddy up with somebody who's maybe been in their wine cups a little bit. Okay. And I'm going to I'm going to chat them up a little bit and tell a few jokes and then I'm going to cast charm person on them. Nice and subtle like. And then I'm going to convince them that we are the best of friends and we've been drinking all night together and we should just start this rousing cacophonous drinking song. Wonderful. An interesting effect. Again, we've probably caused distractions uh, and a lot of the other party members to go do another things. While you're distracted singing and making performance checks and whatnot, that would be a wonderful use of that action. All right, jumping over to the mommy bots. So, okay. your character has... Your character... We're going we're gonna to kind of play off where you were before and do another attack action. Uh, so your character has hit and it is a critical. Your DM allows you to add story effects to your criticals. So, add a story effect to you hitting with, uh, I don't know. I'm going to use a sword or an axe again. 
I need some definitions first. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ask away. Okay. So tell me what my say that again to me. So you have hit with the critical, which means you rolled your d20 and rolled a 20, um, which means that's the highest roll you can get. The various effects that can happen in the systems are kind of up to the DM. Sometimes you just control extra die. Sometimes you do max damage. Sometimes you do double max damage. Uh, in one of our campaigns, we do this thing where we allow you to pick a story effect where you say, hey, I hit them in the shoulder with this thing and it'll have an effect that attacks you know, the shoulder or the head or you get to scoot away without getting attacked or something like that. Okay, so it affects the, like, it's kind of like breaking the rules a little bit? A little bit. Uh, bending really the rules? It's not really breaking the rules, no, it's just adding we, to the story. We okay. should clarify that the rules as written are guidelines. Okay. Yep, that's, that's rule number zero. DM makes up whatever he wants. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, the scenario is, I have a sword... Okay. And I did the max damage, right? Well, so oh. maybe. We'll, we'll, we'll just say for the, this scenario, you do max die damage, so you don't have to worry about damage, but you also get to add a narrative effect that causes an extra effect. What would you do? Well, being very new to the game, mm -hmm. I feel like any answer is going to be not great compared to y'all. Don't think of it like a game mechanic. Much I'm very much enjoying hearing all of this unfold. So, um, can I get like some kind of immunity, uh, like invisible cloaking from this scenario, so I can just watch everybody else and you blind him with his own blood. My next move, what? So you blind him with his own blood as you swipe your sword across his chest. That's a great idea. What a hundred percent wouldn't give you invisibility from everybody, but it would definitely make you invisible to him, allowing you to run away or move. So yeah, that totally yes. work. That's what I want to do then. Sweet, that'd be a. I, that'd... I want to cause damage and have no consequences. That's, Isn't that? <laughs> that's the goal right there. Ultimately, we just want to be like a wrecking ball in life and not have any consequences. Okay, so you're a glass cannon, so you're a rogue. <laughs> right, has been decided. <laughs> All right, you're here. That was a good answer. I, I like that like that idea, turning invisible. You could also, like again, depending on the situation, maybe you hit a potion vial on his chest and it bursts on you and it actually is invisibility. Who knows? Hmm. Um, all of that can be made up in the moment for the DM. You just tell them, hey, I want to do this, and they say yes, no, maybe so. Okay. Oh, we acid. Mm, oh, acid, acid be mean, too. All right, jumping over to Younger. Younger. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, we're changing genres. Instead of being a uh, uh, cavalier yahoo in the fantasy realms, you're up in space. You're flying a ship. Uh, you have to make some kind of maneuver and add some kind of special effect because you rolled a 20 on your, your flying ability. What do you add to your ship flying around? Ooh, okay. Add to my ship. Add my ship that's flying or yes. add to my damage on another ship? Uh, you tell me. Um, if it was to be something in relation to my maneuverability, it would be, hopefully, as I pass an enemy, I cause them to veer off in a different direction off course, potentially hitting an asteroid. Okay, interesting. Nice, nice, nice use of directing your success into someone else's failure. <laughs> um, okay, cool, cool, cool. 
All right. Uh, I think one more round of this, and then we'll we'll kind of wrap things up. How's that sound, guys? Thumbs up. Sounds good to me. All right. <laughs> I'm here say, for however long. Don't, don't everybody pipe up at once. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So frozen, starting with you. Uh, let's see here. What's a what's an interesting narrative start off here? So on the critical thought, uh, you have had a fireball thrown at you, but you critically succeed. Add an effect to it. Well, how does your character critically succeed away from a fireball? Ooh. Critically? So, it's a fireball. All I've done is critically succeed on the save, right? Right, which means you usually... So I'm per, still going to take rules, half damage. Per raw rules, you'll take half damage. Per home rules, you're fine. Oh. No damage. Okay. Just assume no damage. Then I've, I, I've, I've, I've got to nerd out a little bit to this because I think one of the greatest effects psychologically on somebody who thinks they've just blasted you away and they're watching the flames and the smoke is to have your character walk out of the flames almost nice. unscathed and just kind of smirk. Is that all you got? <laughs> Little did you know he was a tea flame. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, maybe maybe there's an ember burning on your shoulder and you just kind of brush it off nonchalant-like. I like it. I like it a lot. That sounds really cool. I was going to be way more be cowardly. I was going to be way more cowardly and just, you know, grab the nearest corpse and roll it over on top of me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that would also work. Does it, that, that standing in the middle of a, a flame smoke ash and walking out like it was nothing... Uh, I think I think that one's a good. I like that one. That's good. All right, jumping over to mommy boss. Uh, I'm going to give you a social interaction. So, uh, you have critically succeeded on a performance check of some sort. Uh, with okay. this, again, critical success means it's the best thing you could do. How did you succeed? What did it look like? How, is there anything you want to try and add to your performance check? Let's say you're performing in front of a moderate crowd. Anywhere from 50 to 100 people. Oh, my god! And performing can, mean, performing can mean singing, dancing, playing an instrument. Acting. Um, acting. Magic tricks. Any sort of performance art. Okay. Cooking. We also do but cooking. I've already, like, done the best I can do, right? Correct. So you've already succeeded, so you know it's done well. So you just get to describe how you did it, and if your DM's nice, they might allow you to add a narrative effect to it. We're going to assume you have a nice DM. So just kind of, so the point is, like, just describe how I got my success and what I was doing. Yeah, exactly. You've got the success, describe the action, describe what you did. Yep. Okay. Well, the entire story audience was ready for my compelling and unique stylings of singing and little did they know I could also tap dance very very well while playing the piano wow. and it all came to a beautiful crescendo and a roaring applause was had by all 
Holy crap, you're Elton John. Yes, I am. <laughs> this piano must have wheels. I also had some really amazing glasses on. And don't forget my earrings and my red lipstick, so. Kitty cat, hello. Sorry, someone's talking in the chat. I just noticed. Hopefully they didn't talk a while ago. Anyway. That was, no, that was good. I like that. Uh, no narrative effect, but definitely talking about the crowd and what you're doing sets up a wonderful scene. So, jumping over to Younger. So, can I ask oh, you a question real of quick? Of course. At any point, you may ask questions. That's what we're here for. <laughs> so, tell me the difference. Because when I hear narrative, I hear it from, like, a literary standpoint to narrate the actions that are happening and okay. what's going on. But from what I understand, there's a narrative effect as, like, when you say certain things, it means certain things. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, 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 no. So narrative effects are literally just adding to the story. Um, they don't okay. affect the, So a narrative effect by itself is just something that you're adding to, like, say how things are done, right? Uh, okay. They don't necessarily affect the story. Sometimes you can have narrative effects that do affect the story, though, because you've described something that changes the situation from what, you know, it could be base mechanic wise uh so base mechanic right we jump jump back a little bit to your thing you could have just said i'm performing in front of a crowd trying to make money uh roll a performance check you roll your check oh you got a 20 congratulations you get 500 gold for your whatever right that would be the most basic simplest by the book okay. interaction um whereas adding this narrative effect makes you popular you can talk about stuff you get to add fun talents and things like that some of the narrative effects that you had there is like Maybe on your character sheet, you didn't write that you can tap dance. But since you just said you're really, really good at tap uh, dancing and proved it, you did, that's your character sheet. There's a little fun fun thing to bring up later. Who knows? I see. Okay. Now that makes sense. Thank you. From, from a, a DM standpoint, working off of her description, for me, that adds other elements that can alter or change the story. Because maybe... There was a noble or two in the crowd who are very impressed or something along those lines. And it opens up new avenues for the character or the party because of that. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. I Absolutely. All right. yes, in I case you guys didn't know, no. <laughs> in case you guys didn't know, one of the greatest tools for storytelling is listening to your players themselves. Mm. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> how how many how many plans have changed mid session to like, hey, uh, that's a warehouse. Does it have a human transformation? <laughs> it does now. So I want to take a ballista. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> all right. This catapult all the way back to town and sell it, guys. <laughs> Gosh dang it! Can we not? We should totally have catapult? a party feud about this. Uh, all right. So, catapult aside, uh, mommy, that is a uh, reference to our ongoing D and D campaign. Uh, I see. I see. Okay. And it is a small point of contention among several players, but we're not going to get into that. Younger, last on the chopping block here. Uh, you made a survival check uh, in a library. What happened? In a library. What the hell kind of library are you in? The kind with tentacles. The kind that you don't <laughs> remember things in. 
Oh, oh, oh. Um, hmm. A survival check. Mm -hmm. I just, I need a second to think. This is very so, unique. Maybe it's an ancient, well, uh, an ancient library that's been overgrown. Okay. Um. Oh no, I got, got one. Perfect. Um. So. A survival check. Go to the library. Mm -hmm. Um. No, no, no. Uh. It's it's it's. It's more difficult to think of something when it's not your thought. <laughs> I believe Sorry. in you, Younger. If I can do this, you can do it. <laughs> see? See? This is what it's all about. The encouragement. So while he's thinking about it, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think part of the reason it's hard there, Mummy Boss, is because a survival check is usually used for survival skills. Tracking, hunting, mm. um, things like that. Okay, I think I got one. Okay, listening. Okay, so in a library, and I use the survival skill to navigate my way through the library itself in order to find a book in relation to outdoor wilderness experiences and how to cross the mountains. Okay, interesting. So in this scenario, this library is huge, gigantic days long size and books everywhere so finding your way out is going to be very important it's passing your survival skill can be important so him describing hey i made a nature check and was able to successfully navigate the maze of a library that will be perfect also located nice. also probably important. so i've i gotta nerd this up a little bit because uh i i'm i'm a nerd um and there was an anime I was watching recently where the main characters had to go into a library that was uh, a, a dungeon. So it was an active dungeon that was a library, and like it had forests and stuff like that all over in it. And so that's where my mind went when you brought up this. <laughs> nice. New material. You know for later. when when. I have a like a a kind of like storyline effect in response to a uh, critical success with somebody psionically attacking one of my characters. Uh oh, <laughs> this, is, this is a real story disguised as an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, basically, I was playing as my first character. Um, I don't remember all of the rules and restrictions in relation to having an otherworldly patron, um, great old one. But I do remember that one of them, uh, it dips into psionics. And I forget what level ability, but there's one that, like, you deal half damage to, uh, like, if, if somebody does psychic damage, they deal, um, like, they take half the damage. Um, oh, like that. a psychic blowback kind of thing. Yeah, so they have, like, a little bit of blowback. But I had some item on me that, like, increased magic that, like, affected me. But then I added another item that basically made it so that I was... Basically, this is homebrew-ish, but it's, like, half resistance. So the guy ended up taking double damage. 
I ended up taking a quarter damage. And uh, he just, like, kind of, like, his head exploded. On my success. Whoa. (laughs) Because it was like, oh, he dealt, like, he was supposed to deal, like, 50 points of damage or something. And then it was like, okay, so he takes 100 points of damage. And I take 25. And his head explodes because he only had like 75 hit points. <laughs> and it had already been attacked several times. <laughs> um, so on that note, that's an, another effect that we didn't talk about or, uh, or actions that are produced from your items and things. There's plenty of items in these games that have their own actions that take over the player's actions. Um, and making sure that those are A, sound cool, right, for narrative effect reasons. Uh, so they use those items and things, especially if they're consumables, and that way you don't run into the problem of, oh, I have to hoard all the potions because uh, I don't want to die, uh, comparatively to, like, a super cool sword that does fireball out the tip. Whatever. Um, having those described and added to and letting them use them in creative solutions are always going to lead to better results, either in roleplay, in combat, or just in the game in general, right? The people that are playing are going to feel more enjoyment. They're going to, as we talked to at the beginning, be more engaged, all that stuff. So taking the couple extra seconds to describe people's actions, not even all the time, but just like one every third turn or something like that, will significantly increase how much fun you're having at the table. Um, if you're playing a short game, every action needs to be exciting. If you're playing a long game and you just want to kind of roll through your rolls, I understand. But for short games, medium games, all that, make sure your actions have effects. Because without the effects, it can get a little boring, a little repetitive. And then you, you, you move on to other stuff. And you want to keep playing because playing is fun. Um, with that fun... You know part, what? Uh-oh. Sorry, that sounds like Parenting 101. Every single thing your child does, you have to applaud them and be, oh, you did such a good job picking up your ball or whatever, because it keeps it interesting and keeps them encouraged and engaged and helps them and be, feel like they can keep doing the repetitive actions. So that makes perfect sense to me. Hey, no, that's a, that's a, that's a wonderful, uh, I'm going to say allegory, but I feel like that's the wrong word. Uh, th- treat your treat your gamers like children uh and they'll have more fun (laughs) you heard it from the mommy boss herself just treat your game players like toddlers and they'll never leave okay so ironically i don't think i've ever used anything above a kindergrade level uh puzzle for most of my players so that really really applies hashtag looking (laughs) at you two listen listen (laughs) we're really bad okay (laughs) we're real bad as players okay it's always like if you're in person it can be significantly easier but even so come on like we'll get distracted by the npc that's not supposed to matter derail the entire campaign setting in one session yes it's happened before (laughs) that's hilarious um it's it's a common thing this this is why like Skyrim appealed to so many people because you could get lost for hours collecting butterflies <laughs> or, or humming plants underground. Oh, this God, really, this yeah. really is like 
you know, having a bunch of toddlers. I, I get the game now. I'm I'm in it now. I can understand. <laughs> don't, don't say that to the nerds in here. Don't cry. Don't what kind scary. of maniac hands children battle axes? The, well... the, best, the best kind. Younger, I don't want to hear it from you. You've recruited enough child soldiers in games. <laughs> don't hand children Hey, none axes. of mine died. This just want to let you know. That's, I, I, will, I will give you that credit. On the flip side, <laughs> on the flip side, I've had characters that have burned more than one orphanage, so it balances. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about orphanages. We don't talk about orphanages. Yeah, that's a that's a that's. Or, you orphanage should watch a previous a podcast. It's gonna it's gonna go bad. All right. Anyway, jokes aside. Uh, any other final thoughts? I'm going to go around the table one more time. Sorry, my frozen. Um, effects are cool. If you can do something that adds a cool visual effect or a narrative effect or something like that, effects are awesome. They make everything fun and enjoyable and engaging. It cares if it slows down gameplay a little bit. If you're having fun, what difference does it make? Hey, that's 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 the motto right there, Mommy Boss. Jumping to you really quick. Any final thoughts? Actually, wait. We're gonna we're gonna hold off with you and go to younger, and then finish with you, so you can also plug your stuff one more time. So, younger, any final thoughts? Yes. Um. So, I mean, you probably hit on it more earlier, uh, but one thing that I think is super important is whenever your player wants to talk about they're like what they do like people love designing their characters coming up with their backstory everything else um and very often like that often just gets left on a piece of paper nobody look at so the more leeway you give to your player to be like this is like my story like once it's been approved and then going and pushing it out there like they'll have a blast i 100 percent agree all right, mommy boss, I'm going to cut you off this time, I swear. All right, well, listen, I have really enjoyed being here. I am one of those people who likes to learn from every experience and then correlate it back to kind of what I do and find those different places to relate to people. And I see a lot of what you guys do um, in the gameplay and encouraging other people um, younger, you just said it about helping them understand their backstory. Like that's a, that's a humanity thing, right? Anytime we can pour into someone else and help them see like how truly amazing they are and point out their successes and learn their story and who they are. I think we're all on this journey searching for significance and some people will find it in a character in a game and then someone outside of a game is searching for significant and significance and in connection. And so anytime we can find opportunities to um, bring worlds together and get involved in each other's lives and see how significant each individual person is and, you know, just bring them along. Our phrase is be brave enough to create what you wish existed. And sometimes that means building something that's not there. And you guys do that every single day for people. And I think it's really amazing. And thanks for putting up with my uh, lack of knowledge and explaining things to me. I learned a lot here um, tonight, so I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Of course. We're happy to have you. And, that's uh, our job. 
Yeah, I was gonna say you did you did great for being on the spot. So don't 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 feel like anything you said was bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, with that, yeah, did where better all, than I did. Where, where all can people find you if they want to check you out later? Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at the mommy boss times three. That's for my three boys, or on Facebook. You can look me up as Jessica Broadway, or you can just type in the mommy boss times three. Or if you really want to read all the good stuff, you can go to jessicabroadway.com. There will be more things rolling out um, this fall. I specialize in coaching entrepreneurs. My brand is The Mommy Boss because I believe passionately that uh, moms can follow their dreams and can raise a family. And so I want moms to feel engaged with their families and empowered in business. Uh, but moreover, I want entrepreneurs to know that it's okay to have and moments. You can be disappointed in a result and feel really grateful. And I think that we live in a culture that doesn't allow people space to feel the bad stuff and the good stuff. They have to pick a corner. And so I try to help people create more and moments in their lives so they feel empowered and they know that nothing's wrong with them. They're just dealing with the hardest situation. So... I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about all of that. So if you um, need support in those areas, please just send me a message or reach out. And I'd love to talk about your unique situation. And she's with us in the Discord. So you can, you can bug around the Discord if necessary. But go through proper yeah. channels, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I hope that um, this was entertaining and helpful and supportive. And um, that maybe you guys learned something from me too tonight. <laughs> awesome. So, oh, of course, uh, and thank you for your time, Jessica. Stick around. I loved it. Stick around for a little bit uh, longer. We got one more thing to do after the show's over. Uh, I got one more plug before I turn off the the thing and we move on. Uh, and it is, if I can find it. Sorry, give me ten seconds here. Bonds are there. Diddle ever though, diddle do. Hey, so uh, for those of you that stuck around the entire time, remember you can get ten percent off all the stuff on the website by doing free class. We're doing. Th- free class till the end of this month which you know we got a while uh actually i think i need to change that because that was done the first whoopsie well we'll change it in a bit uh, i'm going to keep it as free class for this next month just because uh i'd be busy so free class get you 10 percent off your stuff on your coupons when you're doing things uh dagger house you were here at the very end i will let you join in a second uh with that let me, let me throw him in here and see if he has any last minute things to say Maybe. Digger House, any thoughts on the topic? Or are you just hanging out for a minute? Oh, geez, that was um, I just got here. Someone opened the idiot floodgates uh, my, down here in Philly. And uh, I just got on the road, actually. So I just got on. Sorry. <laughs> That's all good. We're, we're just wrapping up, though. So I'm going to finish it here. With adventure in mind, have a wonderful night. Hey, so that was tonight's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Just to clarify, the code, the code is free class. F-R-E, all capitalized, C-L-A-S-S, all lowercase. That's your 10% code. Put it on your coupons when you're checking out the website. With adventure in mind, have a wonderful night.